<laughs> the first thing you learn is how to fall. While most kindergartners were learning how to write their names, I was learning judo from my second degree black belt sensei of a dad at a studio in Fort Dodge. So I practiced falling again and again and again. I would curve my shoulders like a roly-poly, tuck my chin, spread my arms like an eagle, and drop down and fall and slap the mat. Slapping the mat was important, my dad said, because it absorbs the force of the fall. I was excited to be like him. He always called me his number one son, and I had cowboy boots and a 1980s glitter shine shirt that said so in cursive. <laughs> Some of my earliest memories were him competing in area judo tournaments and earning a basement full of trophies. But then we moved to Humboldt, Iowa, and the studio lesson stopped, but never the learning. One of my dad's favorite uh, teachable moments was uh, to single leg sweep somebody as they're walking by and still hold on to their shoulder so they wouldn't have a hard fall. It's in a judo move called Osotagari. It was warped, but it was normal in our house. And to this day, Osotagari is still my favorite judo move. Then fast forward to uh, the late 80s, and I'm going to start seventh grade at Ballard Junior High, not middle school, in Huxley. Huxley is a conservative small town in the middle of a trio of other small towns, Slater, Kelly, Cambridge, in between Ames and Ankeny that make up the Ballard School District. In the early 90s, Huxley probably had about 2,500 people, mostly of Norwegian descent, and it was still safe enough to ride bikes to and from school. Oh, we practiced typewriting on typewriters with plywood boxes over our hands for key memorization. Mixtapes? were actually cassette tapes, most of the time recorded off the night's top 10 on the radio. McDonald's still served burgers in styrofoam containers and drinks in plastic-coated paper cups. So in seventh grade, I started falling into some unhealthy habits. I would come home, eat, sleep, repeat. <laughs> and I was noticing this anger streak starting to build up, also like my dad. Judo was his anger management, and it became mine as well. After judo, I was just exhausted, and I was too tired to argue, just like my dad said. We started, I begged him to get back into judo, so we went to the Iowa State Judo Club with Master Puck, and I was 13, so there was nobody really within a decade of my age except Jen, uh, and so the only female within a decade of my age. 
And so she taught me how to choke, how to do arm bars, and how to win against Judaka, older, heavier, and wiser than me. In fact, that year I won gold at the Iowa Games in the summer of 88, and so did my dad. Fast forward to 1990-91, in my ninth grade now, entering high school at Ballard, and we haven't been practicing judo. Dad got busy, but then I found wrestling in 10th grade, and I thought, this is going to be perfect. The only problem was, not only was there no girls wrestling team, (laughs) there were no girls wrestling at all. There were only two other girls, even in the state, who were wrestling, and there had never been a female wrestler at Ballard, ever, until now. So I decided to join the Ballard boys wrestling team, and because of Title IX, they couldn't deny me. So my dad had a conversation with the principal and uh, coaches. They were worried I would get hurt. <laughs> my dad wasn't. He, <laughs> he, he's like, no, she's kind of a tomboy, and she actually broke a tooth at recess in sixth grade playing football and kept on going. She'll be fine. But they said I needed to work just as hard as the guys. So I did. My dad had really idealistic thoughts about how this was going to go. He felt the community was really supportive. (laughs) And they were just really curious about, uh, about a girl wanting to wrestle. But reality was a little different. So I remember my first pin in practice. Now, I'd been at practice every day for months, uh, running three-round flights of stairs, conditioning, uh, lifting weights. My legs were as strong as the guys. And so my wrestling partner that day really thought it was his lucky day to wrestle the girl and the girl with big tits. So... (laughs) Well, he was focusing on the wrong kind of moves. I was focusing on winning wrestling moves. I remember standing position, tried to pick the ankle, no good. Uh, Double leg takedown, Mm -mm. but then I dove in for the fireman's carry and I lifted him in an arch over my shoulders and onto the ground in slow motion, and I rocked those shoulders into a pin. (laughs) In judo, this would have been scored ipon, the perfectly executed winning throw. But the next day, he told people that he felt me up, and that's why he let me win. So, (laughs) this dude couldn't even have a girl beat him in practice. (sighs) 
<laughs> but I did have several allies on the team. Head coach Larry Jackson, who is still coaching to this day here in Des Moines, praised the technicality of my every move. Uh, my normal wrestling partner, Mark Hernandez, and a younger teammate, Forrest Mahaffey. But there were still too many times that I took the forfeit because somebody didn't want to wrestle a girl. My teammates, <laughs> teammates ignored me in practice, except for when my hair was on the mat. I dressed in the cheerleading, with the cheerleaders in the girls' dressing room. And I run, rode to and from away games in the front of the bus alone. And there are people still in, in conservative Huxley who didn't think I should be wrestling at all. And there was a lot of speculation and innuendo about wrestling me, especially at, uh, at Huxley in high school. And my dad even lost his deaconship at uh, Campus Baptist Church because of my choice to wrestle boys. And some of his longtime friends denounced the immorality of him letting me wrestle, boys. So some people thought I was out for attention or for the media, um, for the show of it. Um, nobody goes out for wrestling for the show. Um, <laughs> there, were, there was a giant above-the-fold picture of me wrestling a dummy, a, one of the wrestling dummies, uh, and a story in the Tri-County Times. But I wasn't out for that. That wasn't me. <clears throat> I was out to prove to myself that I could do this, to push the limits where even I didn't know if I could succeed. And the more people didn't want me there, the more I wanted to be there. Um, <laughs> and I started to realize now that I paved the way for future generations of, of girls in Iowa's male-dominated wrestling world, including my younger sister, Katie, who uh, wrestled the Ballard boys team just a few short years after I did. 
the discrimination is still very real. <laughs> but I realize that I helped pave that way and that the way for, for girls to have their own wrestling teams, for girls to earn wrestling scholarships, girls to have a fair fight. Because I never did. <laughs> uh, I lost a lot all the time. <laughs> I kept falling and falling and falling some more. I never won a match. I never wrestled a girl, but I wrestled. And I celebrated the small successes, because that's all there was. So today, when I tell people that I was Ballard's first female wrestler, I focus on the lessons I learned, the ways in which I took straw and spun it into gold. Out of this lonely, alienated, and ostracized place, I learned a path forward with coping mechanisms and how to and how to take that anger and depression and loneliness and turn it into something more, into empathy, resilience. And those skills have been my superpower that followed me from a humid Huxley wrestling room to Houston, Texas and back. And that feeling of being ostracized helps me connect and teach my students at Hoover High School's Flex Academy. <laughs> and like my dad, I became optimistic that I could weather any storm. Fast forward to 2022, <laughs> and I was watching March Madness with my daughter, uh, seven-year-old, and she asked me, we kept switching between the men's and the women's games, and she's like, why can't boys and girls just play on the same team the way she does with her Cub Scout den? And I still have no answer for her. But I do know this, two weeks ago yesterday, Ballard voted to have its first female wrestling team at high school next year. And my daughter will continue to pave the way forward for females in sports in Iowa. This is the first time in 30 years that I've told this story.
I've spent decades bearing the trauma and hiding from that identity my whole adult life. And I even changed my name. My name is Amy Fell, F as in fish, O-E-L-L, pronounced Fell. Yes, the past tense of fall. (laughs) And I am Ballard's first female wrestler, one of the first in the state, and this is my story. Thank you. (laughs) 